Thank you, Dylan, for accepting having a conversation with me. Before we start, I want to ask for your authorization to record this conversation. Yes, you have my consent. All right, thank you. So I want to start today by asking, what's your role here in the city? Okay. And your role with the Better Blocks? So I am in the Comprehensive Planning Division for the City of Akron. I joined the City of Akron in May of 2017. So I've been with the city for not quite a year. Um, before that, I was at the University of Minnesota in grad school working on my master's in urban and regional planning. Um, so since I joined the team in May, I have my first big project that I helped work with the city on was the Better Block. And so with that, I was sort of a liaison between the Better Block Planning Committee based in Kenmore and then the city of Akron. And so I was assisting with permits. Uh, bike lane design and maybe some other vendor opportunities for uh -huh. the event. Why do you think these these initiatives, these better block happen? How, like what is my opinion of them or no, why did they happen? Oh why? Yeah. I think there was a, a need in the community, um, maybe like a, a vacuum. And so this was sort of filling that gap. There I would say in the past years there has been limited time and investment in some of the communities, not just in Akron, but across the country. And I think events like this with the Better Block are low cost events. I want to say low risk events, but also high rewards, because I think that some of the energy generated with the Better Block events and the interest in the community can encourage future investment and really promote these communities in a positive way. In the Kenmore situation, what what were their particular needs? Why was the need to do this prototype? I think with Kenmore, recently there was the closing of Kenmore High School. Uh, so I don't know how much you're familiar with the area. Um, but this, Kenmore used to be an independent city. And I believe in the early 1900s was annexed by the city of Akron. And so Kenmore has always had a bit of a different identity from the city of Akron as a whole. Um, sort of like Texas to the United States. It, you know, Kenmore is like Akron's Texas. Um, it's a very large neighborhood. It used to be, you know, it was a streetcar suburb, and so it really originated on a streetcar public transportation line. Um, but recently, you know, businesses have left the area, families with children, the children have moved away, and so it's a, tr you know, the community is in transition now. And recently, the Akron Public Schools announced that it, they were going to be closing the high school in the neighborhood. And so now that the students that live in Kenmore are going to have to join at another high school from another neighborhood with other students. And so you see a kind of a clash in neighborhood identities. Um, and so while the community feels that they have lost that asset, they kind of banded together to try to create something new that they could call their own. And I think that's where the Kenmore Better Block began. Okay. And how was this project presented to the city? The community got together. This is a com uh, community-led, or this the community started the idea of this better block. How did they come to the city to say, hey, we want to do this? I think the Canmore one specifically, this was building upon the previous two better block events, and I can't speak too much to those because I wasn't mm -hmm. involved with those. But this one, I mean, it's a Knight Foundation-funded opportunity through better block, and I think the city had had positive, you know, a positive relationship with these people with the Better Block, and they had seen the successes in North Hill and Middlebury and wanted to 
you know, spin that into their own way in Kenmore. And the uh, the Better Block captain, Tina Boys, I don't know mm-hmm. if you were able to reach out to her. Yeah. She was instrumental in getting this involved in Kenmore. She had formerly worked for the Akron Community Foundation, which is sort of like a grant-making uh, organization mm-hmm. within the city of Akron. And so she was able to leverage, you know, some of the funding and a lot of the people that were involved. So she was the main coordinator of the event. And when when this idea came to the city for this Kenmore project, was it easy to process for all the departments of the city or there were some departments that it was harder or that presented more resistance to this idea? Uh, there were some things like with the bike lanes and the painting of the streets. Mm-hmm. What we did was we choked down Kenmore is a boulevard that has two lanes of travel in each direction. So in this area where we prototyped the better block, we only, we limited traffic to one travel lane in each direction and then a bicycle lane in each direction. And so initially there is some pushback from traffic engineering mm-hmm. uh, because they're looking at you know flow and level of service type, yeah. types of things. Uh, whereas in Kenmore... It did not negatively affect this, and especially because it was only a two-day event. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't permanent, so I think they were more willing to try. But there is some pushback from mm-hmm. from those kinds of groups. Um, but other groups that might have been not too keen on it, mm, I can't think of any, but I do know that like it was not easy to get the permit for this area right here where we hosted a uh, a beer garden mm-hmm. so allowing for alcohol sales on the event there was some difficulty with that i think that comes from a safety perspective okay um, what department is in charge of those permits or or where do you get it from i think i went we went through public service uh okay. I can't remember who the contact was. Okay. It might have been a general. So, like, you said traffic engineering, public works, yes. and now public safety were departments that have more reservations or that have, uh, or that, like, they w- they want some, I don't know, a better planning or something a little more, uh, or are, like, they, they have some resistance the processing this idea more than, like, the planning department. Right, because they might not have as much to go back on okay. to, to say, oh, well, we did this here and it worked. This is kind of a new thing. So okay. I think the hesitancy comes from, or the hesitation comes from not knowing what's mm-hmm. going to happen. And do you think that the previous, the Kenmore is the third better block that happened in Akron, correct? Yes, and I, from what I hear, this was the most successful event of okay. the three. And in the planning, you feel that... Um, for example, the traffic engineering, the traffic engineers were more prone to help with this or more open to the idea because of the previous two better blocks or not really? You don't feel it was a, it affected They were much. willing to work with us, but I think that there was, you know, I mentioned the hesitation from them. I think, I don't know what happened with the Middlebury better block, but I think they saw that some of the stuff they painted on the street for that event it just stuck around and kind of fell into, I don't want to say disrepair, but the lines faded and there was some confusion among motorists. Is this a lane? Is this a bike lane? I don't know where I'm supposed to be driving. And so I think they wanted to make sure that this stuff would only be temporary to not cause that confusion once the event is over. Okay. And I think that's a valid, you know, no. valid concern. Correct. Um so was there any preparation for the event? Like what you just said right now could be one of them. Like making sure that 
everything that they were using was temporary. Yeah. Right, right. Um, I mean, we began with preparations, I think, in May, at the end of May. And so we were, I think it was like every other week we were having meetings with the Better Black Committee. And this was in Kenmore with people in the neighborhood. Um, and then so with that, that was mostly involved with who we were going to have contact, organizing volunteering schedules for the, you know, for the setup of this event. Um, so, you know, so some of the businesses were vacant, so we had the idea to put maybe some pop-up shops. Uh, and so we were looking for people in the community that might be budding entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, so that was what was involved with those planning committee sessions. Okay. Um, okay, now moving. Did, were you, did you attend to these uh, Better Block? I did attend the Friday night session at the Better okay. Block, yes. What happened there? What did you feel happen? So, uh, I mean, I was there in the morning and I helped set up. And while we were setting up, we painted the lanes and some of the pedestrian areas. We built some of the, the benches. And I, if you ever get a chance to participate in an event like that, I mean, when they built that furniture, it's amazing because it's cut out of plot or a sheet of wood and you're able to put this stuff together like a puzzle almost <laughs> and it's you know it's very you know it's it's a fun event to be a part of so when i arrived later in the afternoon there were large groups of people just kind of moseying on down the the sidewalks some people trying out the bike lanes uh, a lot of people eating conversing people taking pictures i think a lot of people were surprised to see what was going on the people that were driving, so traffic had slowed down. I think it's traffic usually travels about 35 miles an hour mm -hmm. or more on the boulevard on a regular day. But today it was under 25 or during the event, it was under 25 miles an hour. Um, and so was that some new signs that you guys put up there or it was just the, it, I, the it, traffic naturally slowed down okay. because there were more people out and motorists were more concerned, you know, what is mm -hmm. going on here. And so. I think the reaction is when traffic gets slowed down, the driver might get aggressive or angry. But most of the people that we saw driving by were more like curious as what is going on here. And I think maybe some of them may have stopped to see what was going on, maybe gotten some food from a food truck and walked around. And I think it was just a very positive event from what I saw that evening. And the weather was great too, which oh, made a huge helps. difference as well. Um, let's go to to the phase of the designing I mean let's study the design that that they got they, they put here was there anything that you were because you participated like putting things together you were mm -hmm. looking at the different design features was there something that you were excited to see that you were thinking oh I want to see how this plays out I think it's going to be a success whether it was or not after after that but was there something you were excited I think you know specifically the bike lane I just seeing the street the way it is with the two travel lanes and then the parking areas I think just putting the paint on the street and actually seeing it and seeing traffic flow through it, you know, it's it's kind of like you see your creation come to life. And I, I think that for me was exciting to see. And I guess just the fact that it worked, you know, mm -hmm. traffic, while it did slow down, it, it didn't come to a halting stop. And I think that was that was interesting to see. And just seeing people on the sidewalks as well. You know, it, it's such a beautiful neighborhood. I don't know if you got a chance to go out there. It's so beautiful, but it's, I would say, underutilized and under, it's an underrated asset in the city. So seeing people excited about Kenmore gets you excited and makes you feel good inside. 
Um, I'd say another thing, maybe if you can see some of the pictures here. Mm -hmm. uh, so Kenmore, this area in the blue, this is the sidewalk, and this currently is an area for parking, and then mm -hmm. you would have two lanes of travel. So I think it was challenging to try to decide what the best positioning of the bicycle lane would have been um, because I think they wanted it to hug the curb. And so if it was going to hug the curb, it would, you know, it was not going to be a straight line. Mm -hmm. And so that created a challenge because of these bump outs. So I think it was important for us to reimagine the boulevard and say, well, what if these bump outs weren't here? And so that's how that became an extra patio space, I would say, for the, you know, for the businesses in front. Um, and I think looking, you know, in the future planning efforts that we have in the Kenmore neighborhood, I think, you know, what if this area would not be pavement anymore? What if it would be grass? Mm -hmm. What could you do there? So, you mm -hmm. know, I think that was just another challenge that we had with that event. Okay. So trying it out, putting these things, changing all of these things, putting it new, also helped you guys visualize new potential right. uh, design solutions. Mm -hmm. Would you have tried this layout or this design? Do you think that it would have been a feasible design if this was to be a permanent project? I think it could happen, but I don't think it would have happened nearly as fast as it did. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we had just begun discussing this in May in the spring, and this became a reality. You know, although for two days, it became a reality only a few months later. For things to become permanent, it, it there's a lot of discussion and community meetings, you know, and I, I don't want to, you know, speak bad on bureaucracy and city government, but a lot of checking boxes to make sure we did this, we did this, and we did this. Because if something were to happen negative, at least we could, you know, say, well, we did all of mm -hmm. this to make sure that, you know, if, if something negative were to happen, we did cover the bases and we did know... You know, we did our process. I, I this this uh, potential fear of reducing from two to one traffic lanes on each side without doing this prototype. Do you think the city would have been prone to make this permanent? Possibly, but I like it's going to take a long time. I would say maybe within a few years, once they you know maybe actually see okay, traffic is being reduced in this area. We don't need two lanes in each direction okay. um, but that's gonna you know it takes time we've started in some areas in the city and we have choked them down to one or two lanes um, and we're actually working on another one I don't know if you're familiar with the East Exchange Street project oh no okay so this might be something for you to look into as well it's there's a group from Miami called Street Plans okay um, and his name is Anthony Garcia he's an architect and so this it's a similar concept to this it is a prototype and so we are going to be adding bike lanes and reducing traffic from the two lanes in each direction to one lane and then two lanes so four lanes total mm -hmm. down to three lanes with bike lanes you know a little bit more parking facilities for people and more activities for pedestrians uh be it art or some kind of pop-up area for people to you know, spend time in. Mm -hmm. And so that was, I think, supposed to happen next month, but we decided that with the students getting ready for exams, we might want to do that in the fall when they're moving back onto campus. So that mm -hmm. will be what we are working on this summer. Um, so that should be interesting. 
Do you have a, a link or some information? About I can it? get you. I don't have the handouts right now, but mm-hmm. I can email you and yes. send you some attachments of yes, what we're planning to do that. with that. Perfect. Um, so when you were, again, going back to the design aspect, was there something that you that you thought this is not going to work, but somebody else was wanting to do it, so you guys try it out, but you were not that excited about something that you guys put it there, whether it was successful or not? You know, I... I know I, I said I was looking forward to see the bike lanes, but I also was hesitant about the bike lanes as well because I feel like in a lot of, maybe in all the better blocks, it sometimes it looks like, oh, we put a bike lane here and we made a better block. It's almost like, we're you know, you just paint the green lane and say, oh, look what we did. We made it nicer. And so I, I think while it's important to have the bicycle infrastructure the connections are important as well and so you can't just have a bike lane go from here to you know from here you can't have a 800 meter bike lane it needs to be connected to another area with a bike lane so you have places to go um so uh you know i i i do think it is a positive thing and i, I but i think sometimes it almost feels overdone in a way mm-hmm. uh but I, I I don't want to speak negatively about the bike lanes, but... No, 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 it's fine. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I'm just trying to see your perception before. I mean, what things were not... You were not that excited that to see, or you thought, like, this is not necessary. We don't need to put these, these design here. Like, you know, they, they put different things. They put this beer garden, these uh, extended sidewalks, uh, the, the cross, the pedestrians' crosswalks. They put the bus stops... So in terms of the actual infrastructure, I would say most of it I was positive, you know, and looking forward to seeing. But on another thing, we did get some people voice their concerns about public safety and the need for a police presence in the area. So I think that was something I wasn't necessarily too keen on because I think people's relationships with the with the police department, they're on a varying spectrum. There's people who love it and people who are very against it. So uh, I believe that the more people you have out, you have self-policing going on. While, you know, maybe on a normal night, you might feel safer if there was a police officer on the boulevard. But I think on this night, it wasn't so necessary. I think people actually went as far as saying we need to have a pop-up police station on the boulevard. And it wasn't meant to be an actual functioning police station, but I think just the visual appearance of it may have comforted some people to say, okay, well, if something goes wrong, the police department is here. Okay. Uh, so that that was something that I found to be interesting. Was that, there a police pop-up station or th- no? We did. I don't think we ended up doing it, but there were, you know, police officers. I think mainly because of you know the beer garden and kind of policing. You can only consume the alcohol behind this fence and. You know, making mm-hmm. sure people are not taking it out onto the street, but I, there, from what I understand, there were no issues, there were no arrests made, there was no one getting rowdy. Okay, um, about the methodology of prototyping projects in order to to help designing things mm-hmm. uh, or to designing projects, what are the benefits that you see for the planners and designers and engineers using a tool of prototyping? What is in what are the benefits for them of using this tool? So, like I said, 
it's it's a low risk situation. Uh, if in engineering, if something is, if something if a calculation is made wrong or a piece is inserted incorrectly, with infrastructure, the bridge is going to collapse and people are going to die. You know, there, there's deadly consequences. But in planning, when we write a comprehensive plan and you know develop a vision for a neighborhood in the future, if something isn't right in the plan, the results are you're not going to immediately see the results. It's it's a very long term situation, and so if something was wrong, you're not going to really know until twenty, maybe thirty years down the road. Um, you know, we can argue maybe with the interstates coming through urban areas and cutting off neighborhoods. While at the time that might have seemed like a, a good idea to get the people where they needed to be, you know, 50 years beyond that, we can kind of see maybe this wasn't the best idea for cities. It's great for getting from city to city, but it, it, it you know, at the cost of neighborhoods. So, well, with... Oh, can you repeat so the question? The methodology of doing prototyping, what are the benefits for planners, for okay. engineers, for designers? What are their benefits of using of, of having this tool right. of doing prototyping, which so is not very used? It allows <coughs> us to, to actually do things, I think. You know, like I did say, it is low risk, so I think there is a, you know, while there might be some hesitation from the city people and, uh, and other people as well, it it allows people to say, okay, well, we're, we can try this. We can do this for two days or a week or a month or whatever the time frame is. And, you know, we can see, we have, we have a product and we can see what it looked like. And we can say, you know, okay, in our future planning efforts, I like A, B, and C, but not so much D, you know. And so then we can do the future plan and we can incorporate the good elements and maybe steer away from the bad elements. So I think it it can be a good tool to use okay. um, and also gets people excited. You know, people, I don't want to say are ADD, but people have short attention spans. Mm -hmm. And so they can get excited about something for a few months at a time. And yeah, as opposed to, you know, here's our 20-year plan for the future. Mm -hmm. That's a long time. That's, you know. <laughs> yeah. So... So doing this this prototype, you think uh, you said you can test different alternatives to say, okay, these ones are good elements. Mm -hmm. Maybe these are not so good elements. We can replace with others. Right. You can try things that you might not try uh, if it is a permanent project. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, okay. Now for the not just for the planners, for the users, for the community, for the cities, how is a prototyping? Or you already talked a little bit about it, but. How is a prototyping beneficial? How is this having this tool of prototyping here? How can it be beneficial for the future uses? I mean, it, enhance, it enhances the city's ability to do something, hopefully. And so I think from the user's perspective, at least people living in the neighborhood, they can see something did happen and something was good and maybe we can build upon this. I think as long as you have the community buy-in at least some of it you're not going to have all of it for you know the one grand event that you have but i think it can improve upon their their perceptions of their neighborhood and maybe 
I think with Kenmore, a lot of people may have lost hope and thought that the city, or at least the neighborhood, was just declining and continuing to decline. So I think an event like this can kind of reignite some of people's passion in the neighborhood. Okay. Uh, but, you know, an important, one of the most important things, while this is great to see this, it's what happens after. The follow-up has to be there because if that's not there, then Kenmore will just go back to being the way it was and continue mm -hmm. to decline. And that moves us to the last phase of, the, of this interview, which is, uh, okay, but before that, while the event was happening or after the event happened, was there any feedback collection from the community? Yes, the and that is actually addressed in this report. Okay. Um, there was there were some surveys taken. They did a couple countings of people, um, and they did you know pre-event and post-event surveys as well. Okay. And then I had mentioned the speed. I think we had a radar gun, and so we were able to okay. quantify the speeds of the vehicles. Okay, so that's interesting. And so it, I think the survey is included in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. This is interesting because that means that the users also provided feedback to say, hey, we like these or we don't like these. Mm -hmm, so exactly. they were also part of, the, of this designing process. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, so the impact. Has anything changed after doing these better blocks? Uh, are there any... I know that there are not. This is this hasn't gone permanent yet. I mm -hmm. visited the three neighborhoods, and they are not. You know, there are no bike lanes. This was like a two-day event. Right. But are there any movements or any petitions or something to either make this permanent or to change some regulations, legislation, coding, zoning, or what? It, what is what has happened? So I would say, in short, all of the above. There is a <laughs> lot of activity going on in Kenmore right now, and I would say, almost a month afterwards. I think the the creator, the the president, Tina Boys, she had felt that the people did like this event, and they kind of want more events where they can just go down to the boulevard and hang out for a few hours with you know their neighbors and friends. So they created another event that was called Busk until was it Busk until dusk, and so they had invited a few street performers, local street performers, to come, and so people could sit out on the sidewalks and listen to a man play guitar or a accordion or whatever. Um, and then there were some food option, you know, options for people to sit and spend a little bit of time on the boulevard. So that was within the month after. And then recently, there has been a live music now. And in one of the buildings that had been vacant is now sort of a pop-up music venue where people can come. I think it's their events are, it's not every week, but I think it's every other week. And there are maybe two or three events with local bands and then food that people can bring in from outside um, to sit and enjoy. And I've heard those have been pretty popular, while nowhere near as popular as this with, you know, a couple hundred, maybe even a thousand people at this event. Uh, it's a start and you can see the wheel is beginning to turn. Um, the Rialto Theater, uh, this building right here, that opened about a year ago. They're having more events in their space. Uh, I think every... Every Wednesday night, they have ballroom dancing, where you can go and take a course in ballroom dancing. And so I think gradually you're getting to see a little bit more people on the boulevard, you know, and maybe you'll see that person that says, hey, why don't I buy a space here and I can open up a shop here? We could do this. I think someone had interest in starting a photography studio on the boulevard. And so we're already beginning to see some of these movements, you know, in economic development. It's it's beginning to happen. So you know from the city's perspective what can we do to help encourage that um 
Now, there are a few areas where there could be vacant buildings, and I think there's a couple areas where there is, it's a vacant, vacant lot. So we're looking to create a form-based zoning code, um, and with the zoning department, that's already under works, because any of these buildings that you see along the boulevard, mm-hmm. if you were to completely start from a blank slate without these buildings, they are against the zoning code. So you could not build a building to look like that that fronts the street in that way. So we're creating a form-based code where we say, okay, in this neighborhood, it is okay to build that. We encourage that. We don't want any more of these suburban strip mall developments with a parking lot that it, you know is adjacent to the street and the building sits way back because that does not create a space that you know looks like this. Mm-hmm. So that is under works. And then I would say... And I, I don't have a date, but this street will be resurfaced this year. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that resurfacing is a restriping. That is something oh, wow. that they want to do. Um, and we are actually, with the bike infrastructure, we are working to put together a plan for a bicycle network. So we don't just have isolated bicycle lanes. We have a grid of bicycle lanes. So you can get from point A to point B mm-hmm. a little easier if you, if you want to. So that's something we're looking at, and the bike lane is going to be incorporated into that in some fashion. So whether it emulates this or something a little bit different, that's still under works, Mm -hmm. Um, but things are already starting to happen here. But they definitely uh, provided some feedback and some learning lessons learned for the final design that you guys are working on. Right, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Those sound like very biggest steps that the city is taking yes and you know some of them probably would have been happening mm-hmm. without in the absence of the better block event but i think knowing that we had this event you know and we can say this did happen and this was successful i think it, it you know it makes it that much easier to say hey let's do this in kenmore because mm-hmm. we can look back on this event that we prototyped mm-hmm. so the last two questions i guess is well, you answered this because I was going to ask you, uh, how is this going to become permanent? Mm-hmm. And you just mentioned that you're working on a plan and that eventually it is going to happen. You know, it will happen. And but you know, another not- thing is it's never going to look like that. It's Correct. not going to be an event. It's going to be Wednesday night or Saturday afternoon. It's going to be normal. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's the goal, I think. It's going to be permanent. Right. Okay. Um well, my last question is, and this came out from talking in two neighborhoods, in the Middlebury and in the Kenmore. Okay. I, I went there uh, the last past two days, and I tried to go into the shops that were open and mm-hmm. talk to people who work there, because um, users of these events could be people in the street, business owners, um, local owners, the, the people who work in these businesses, they all are using this space mm-hmm. one way or another. And it was interesting to me that when I asked the people who were working in these businesses, I told them, no, do you know this event? They said, yeah, yeah I know the event. Did you participate No, I didn't. Uh, okay, what did you think of the event? It's like, oh, I thought it was cool, but I wasn't invited mm-hmm. or I wasn't part of it. And I that was, I said, oh, okay, uh, did you, were you able to, to say this in a, in a survey or something? They said, no, we were not invited. And very similar in Middlebury, where I asked a few people and they said, like, no, the, the, the deep of the community was not involved in before or after. So I wanted to ask the city because uh, from what I read and what I've talked to different people, this had a, a heavy community involvement. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to see if you can like 
if you know where these two different answers that I've gotten come from. So who did you, I mean, what neighborhood did you, you Kenmore, in Kenmore? Kenmore and Middlebury. They both had a better block. Oh, yes. And so... Like here I came to the to the part where they had the dollar store, the there was a drugstore, there is oh, a subway. Oh, the, the family dollar in that plaza. The family dollar. Like I talked to the people who work there. I went to... I think everything else was closed yesterday except for one shop somewhere here that I went in there. So I, I from my understanding that they were all invited to attend. There was advertising throughout the city and there was a billboard in Kenmore that advertised the event. Um, and with that dollar plaza, specifically the family dollar plaza, they we used that plaza to have a, a, a set up a stage for the performances. And so I know that that was the permission for that was at least through the building owner. So maybe the specific workers, I, I don't know. And I guess in future better blocks, that could be something, you know, that we look at encouraging more people to take advantage of it because I mean, how successful can an event be if the people that live there aren't using it and only the outside people are coming in, you need a mix of both that, you, you know, you need the outside investment, but you need the buy-in from the people that are already there mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis. So, in terms of Middlebury, I can't speak to that. But what I can say is that the success of the event is ultimately going to come down to the people that are involved in the planning of the event. And so Tina helped with this. But I don't know who did the Middlebury Better Block, mm-hmm. and I don't know who did the North Hill Better Block. So you know, while the, the prototyping idea is good, if you don't have a crew that is going to – you know, it comes down to the people putting on the show. Yeah. So – it was interesting when you were saying something earlier, I connected with this last question because you said something about it gives people hope, uh, which basically means before the prototype, maybe they lost hope. Maybe they were promised many things before mm-hmm. or they simply just lost hope in the neighborhood and maybe they didn't buy the idea of doing a prototype. This prototype, they said, oh, it's just another right. kind of empty promise or something like that. Right, and so then maybe some people are hesitant to hesitant participate. To participate. Yeah. And then you have this better block there that happened, and maybe, you know, as you're saying, there are some steps to make it permanent. That can also, because this creates hopes, but if again this stays as a temporary structure, that hope is again going to be crushed. Exactly. And so, you know, in terms of the city of Akron in the future, we would hope we don't have to do another better block event necessarily. We don't want to try to better block every neighborhood, you know, we would hope that that encouragement is a little bit more organic. Mm-hmm. I think this is almost like a stimulus. This is a way of stimulus. But you, if you continue to do that and you don't have the buy-in or the, the follow-up, mm-hmm. you know, by the fifth or sixth time, people are going to say, well, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this if it's <laughs> two or three good days and then it's nor- you know, it goes back to normal? So, all right. Well, thank you very much for your time. I'm gonna pause the this and let 